Entertainment. Reload for seven days, Nigel. Ray Power. Ray Power. Ray Power. Ray Power. Ray Power. Nigeria's original independent radio station. Nigeria's first independent radio station has expanded, elevated, evolved. Welcome to the Ray Power National Network. A dark communication. Lagos. Akuras. Nigeria's first independent radio station has expanded. Of course, the program is WTVR, Watching the Vote R. And Watching the Vote R is a citizen's platform for discussions on credible elections. The program is dedicated to discussions on the upcoming 2023 presidential elections and the importance of informed citizens' participation in the process. Watching the Vote R is a citizen-led election observation initiative of Yaga Africa aimed at enhancing the integrity of elections using technological tools for election observation. Now, WTVR is designed to promote credible elections and boost citizens' confidence and boost citizens' confidence in the electoral process through the provision of citizens' oversight on elections throughout the electoral cycle. Watching the Vote R is independent, non-partisan, and driven by citizens to provide accurate and timely information on the electoral process. Uh, deterring electoral fraud and building confidence in the electoral process indeed. The WTVR is brought to you by Yaga Africa, working with its partner, and uh, which is the National Democratic Institute, NDI, and support from the United States Agency for International Development, USAID and UKAID Foreign and Commonwealth Development Office, FCDO. Yaga Africa has been observing the pre-election environment through its uh, 822 long-term observers across all local government areas nationwide. For election day, Yaga Africa will deploy a special election day observation methodology called the Parallel Votes Tabulation PVT to observe the presidential election, which will enable Yaga Africa to provide citizens with timely information on the electoral process and to also verify the accuracy of the election results announced. Well, last week we looked, uh, uh, we talked about uh, matters arising concerning the uh, 2023 presidential election. Today, what we will be looking at is election security. And of course, uh, we'll, have, we'll be having two guests join us in this great discussion. Uh, we'll be having the Director of Public Relations, Nigerian Security and Civil Defense Corps, NSCDC, Olushala join us. And of course, we'll also be speaking with a security expert, talking about Kabiru Adamu, PhD, uh, Dr. Ross on security matters. We'll be back after this break. Stay with us.
biggest election show is about to hit your radio. It's Watching the Vote Hour. Coming to you live from the Federal Capital Territory, Abuja. Watching the Vote Hour will be on all Repower stations in Nigeria and Repower FM 100.5 Abuja. We will be discussing the election and how citizens can participate with interesting guests to discuss and answer questions on the election. Every voter deserves to know how to participate in elections from informed perspective. So, tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Let's talk elections. Watching the vote is brought to you by Yaga Africa and Repower FM. Don't forget, 2 p.m. every Tuesday. Get involved. As we approach the 2023 elections, are you wondering if your votes will count? Well, there is a way to find out. Yaga Africa, through its Watching the Vote project, will be deploying citizen observers nationwide using a special election day observation methodology called the Parallel Vote Tabulation, PVT. Using the PVT, Yaga Africa's Watching the Vote will be providing information to citizens on the voting process and counting of results in polling units across Nigeria on election day. We will also be able to verify the accuracy of the election day result. So, what are you waiting for? Collect your PVC and get ready to vote. Your vote will surely make a difference. Watching the vote is for all Nigerians and beholden to none. For updates on the election, follow Yaga Africa via social media at Yaga. That's at Y-I-A-G-A. Ask your questions using the hashtag Watching the Vote. Send us a message on WhatsApp via 0903-800-7744. Watching the vote, making votes count. Of course, it's still your number one station, Ray Pond. The program is Watching the Votes Are. And of course, we told you earlier that our topic of discussion today is election security. And of course, we'll be having two guests, Olushola Odumosu. He is Director of Public Relations, Nigerian Civil, Nigeria Security and Civil Defense Corps, NSCDC. And of course, uh, we will have uh, Kabiru Adamu, PhD, a security expert with Beacon Consulting, uh, join us via the phone. Great to have you, Kabiru Adamu. Thank you so much. Good afternoon. How are you preparing for the election? Well, good enough, but just with uh, small cash, scarcity of cash, persisted. <laughs> as long as you have your PVC, uh, hopefully the cash situation would ease before the election. Interesting indeed. Now, it's 11 days uh, before the 2023 presidential election. Uh, What's the level of preparedness from the security agencies? I mean, you have been observing the entire situation. How would you put it? Um, uh, Virtually everything that the security organizations need to do before the election, they've done. Um, Trainings have been conducted by, um, so as you're aware, there is a committee called the Interagency Consultative Committee on Election Security. And it has the mandate for providing security during the entire electoral process, which is um, pre-election, during election and post-election. Now, part of what they did um, would include, you know, coming up with their budget, identifying, doing a threat assessment to identify areas that are vulnerable. 
and coming up with mitigation plans. And part of that mitigation plan would include um, training. It would include the acquisition of equipment, either from existing, um, you know, um, pools okay. or having to purchase new ones. So, to the best of my knowledge, all of these things have been done. The, the military launched what is called Operation Safe Conduct as early as January 2022. Mm. Um, the police have conducted series of training for their staff. They've also, just yesterday, the police launched this, um, a number of equipment um, aimed at you know, ensuring its capacity for providing um, election security functions. So, yeah, all the security organizations, about 20 of them, uh, you know, um, headed by the uh, Office of the National Security Advisor, yes. that is the chair of the Interagency Consultative Committee on Election Security, mm. have been working quite quite well. Um, that does not say that the, the threat within the operational environment are not there. They are there, no okay. doubt. And as, as someone who studies this trend, mm. who also uses big data to analyze this threat, this threats are there. The one that I think worries everyone is the, the existence of um, non-state armed Act. actors. Okay. These, are these are groups and individuals who have armed themselves and who are, who are challenging the supremacy of the use of force by the state. Mm. Um, there is no part of the country that you go to, all the six geopolitical regions that you don't and, have. And this indeed brings me to my next question. Now, Yaga Africa's pre-election report revealed physical and verbal attacks on candidates and their supporters, uh, most recently in Lagos. Now, what is what do you think the security agencies should be doing to arrest perpetrators and also prevent reoccurrence? The Electoral Act is extremely clear on what um, represents an offence, an electoral offence, and, um, you know, verbal attack, incentivization of violence, Voter suppression, name them, are all listed there. And um, enforcing the law, arresting offenders, prosecuting them is the role of the security agencies. So frankly, as I can't say beyond that. They just need to implement the provisions of the Electoral Act and, of course, that's the constitutional provisions. And nobody would do that if they don't, if they don't do it. Okay. We've seen instances, the, the most recent is the one coming from Lagos, the alleged audio. Mm. Most of us cannot understand why the person who was recorded is yet to be arrested, investigated, and if he or she is responsible, prosecuted um, to that order. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I believe that there is an urgent need for um, improving the efficiency of the okay. prosecution of offenders. Uh, okay, looking at the the whole situation, also we've recorded INEC uh, uh, stations and offices being burnt down. I mean, all of this in the southeast. Uh, how would, do you look at it? So, um, data does not really say all of the attacks on INEC facilities are caused in the southeast. I think Some this is them. one of the narratives yeah. that, that is commonly out there. Okay. Our um, database, our intel services actually shows um, a widespread nature of this attack. Incidentally, and this is what most um, narratives don't say, most of the attacks against Chinese facilities happened during the NSAS protest. Okay. Um, yeah, in, 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 during the NSAS protest, and then, of course, the most recent one is happening in the, in the southeast. Um, just last year alone, we recorded about 56 of such attacks 
against INEC facilities across the country. And about, I think, 40% of that were concentrated in the southeast of, of the country. So yes, clearly, there is uh, concerns regarding um, targeted attacks at INEC facilities in the southeast of the country. Hmm. Interesting. So how do you think security agencies can really nip this on the board? Uh, it, it's all about, um, first off, intelligence. Okay. And the good thing is, like I mentioned earlier on, there is this interagency consultative committee on election security. Hmm. Now, the idea of that committee is to ensure, for instance, that intelligence is gathered at the federal level, at the um, state level, and at the local government level. Now, part of the challenge that we're seeing is that, sadly, for some reason, this committee functions more at the federal level. Okay. So you have, like I said, about 20 organizations who sit together, uh, you know, share uh, thoughts and then come up with uh, mitigation measures. Now, the idea is that if they're also doing that at the state level, then they will be able to identify the uh, emanating points of the threat elements within that environment, both at the state level and at the local government level, and then address them at that point. But unfortunately, we haven't seen enough of um, the functions of the committee at, at that level, at, at the um, local, at the local, at the state and the local government level. So okay. I think one of the recommendations going forward, even though time is not on our hands, mm. is to see more of the functions of this interagency consultative committee um, at the state level, and then of course at the local government level. Um, I know that there was directive by the Inspector General in writing um, last year, I think either in November or in late. Uh, October, when he instructed all the DPO mm. and the AIGs at the regional level to uh, um, commence the sitting of this committee at the state level. But because I engage with um, you know players okay. at the state level, I've been to several states and I've asked whether the you know stakeholders have been invited, and most most times they say no, they say no. So I think that's the best way really to enhance um, the efficiency of okay. the security function within. Of course, I like to add the rules. Because INEC is the electoral umpire and it's able to bring together all the stakeholders. But I think ICES has more role than, than INEC. Do you think that a form of reorientation can come in play here? Uh, these non-state actors, uh, agents of disorderliness, do you think a form of reorientation can really help to change uh, their the essence and what they have in mind? Um, so it's difficult. Um, they have different reasons for involving in, in their activities. Some of them are ideological, um, you know, like the jihadist groups in the Northeast. Mm. There are reasons for carrying an attack with ideological. Others um, are purely economic. They are, in, they are criminal based. Their, their, their motive is to make money from their actions, while the others are political. So for each group, we need to speak them, disaggregate them, understand why they're doing what they're doing, and then, uh, you know, treat them accordingly. It will be, I think, foolhardy to sit and use one sweeping, um, you know, solution for each and every one because they're, they're different. As an example, the secessionist group in the Southeast, mm. um, you know, it's a combination of some of these factors that I've mentioned. And so addressing the challenge would require also, um, you know, uh, this type of um, hybrid approach. It's not just a single approach of, say, uh, force or political mediation um, and all that. Okay, another issue that has been evident in quite a number of our elections, it's vote buying. 
How do you think security agencies can really come in this time and say that we do not have vote buying uh, as a case study from 2023 presidential election and other elections that are around the corner? So if you, um, part of what happened that I'm happy about is recently the Interagency Consultative Committee on Election Security included the ESCC and um, ICPC as part of its membership. And the idea is so they can address um, this issue of vote buying. Um, it's been identified as one of the uh, potent threats to the 2023 elections. And so expanding that committee to include this organization um, is one of the responses. And frankly, it's all about them doing their constitutional mandate. They were set up for a reason to address, um, you know, crime that uh, financial related or to corruption, if you look at ICPC. And clearly, uh, vote buying are elements that revolve around the two. So if they do their work as they were mandated to do, uh, unfortunately, we haven't seen enough of that during okay. the party primaries. There was enough information flying around to have allowed them to to make arrests, uh, conduct investigations, and then, of course, prosecute those. And we haven't seen that. Um, during the Ekitian Ocean election, we also saw evidence of that. They've made arrests, but till date, we haven't seen the prosecution of anyone that they've arrested. So again, it's all about ensuring that they do their work. And that brings me to the need for including monitoring and evaluation um, functions within the entire security, uh, election security management space okay. so that you, the journalist, civil society organizations can hold um, members of the security organizations to account. Um, if, for instance, we know those that are responsible for certain functions within the security management process and they don't do that, then we can hold them to account. But as long as we don't do, know that, then they will continue to, um, you know, this type of, um, I don't know, if I don't want to use the word impunity, but mm. it seems to me that impunity, where certain actions are taken and then the, the person who are guilty of those actions are not penalized and it's evident based on video recordings that those persons are guilty, then I think, I, I can't think of a better word to use than impunity. Mm. Interesting. Now, some persons have argued that um, the major cause of some of these issues is basically because of poverty and hunger in the land. And if there is appropriate provisions for people, for the masses, uh, vote buying may not be a case study. So, yes, the incentivization for vote buying may be poverty. And as you recall, the Bureau of Statistics released the multidimensional poverty index um, late last year, and it showed that about 133 million Nigerians are multidimensionally poor. So that means about 133 million people are susceptible to vote buying. And so it will be difficult to expect the security agencies to address that issue on their own. Um, however, uh, it's a multi-stakeholder approach. The okay. political parties too should realize that they've got a responsibility. Mm. Um, remember that most security and uh, instruments for the implementation of policy. They don't drive these policies. So yes, they can play that role to reduce the tendency, but I think ultimately it's good governance. And the, the case of which comes first, the chicken or the egg, in this instance, I think it's absolutely okay. important that uh, every Nigerian realizes that um, making a sacrifice to produce a good leader mm. would affect um, the fortune of this country for the next four years. If you accept an Indonesian or a bar of food and then elect the wrong leader, 
uh, I mean, you hear it in your body, like you're hearing it in your body mm. at the moment. Okay. Interesting indeed. Now, if you watch the campaign rallies of some of the presidential uh, candidates we have, uh, some of the words they dish out and some of the statements they make, it's a bit very high on the roof. What I mean is you, you see violence even emanating from our campaigns. Now, with the peace accord sign, yet we are having some elements display that. What would you say, and how can we really cushion this? Because if a leader is displaying that, then I wonder what the followers will do. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's a concern, a huge one, actually, um, in the sense that uh, the first peace accord was signed, and the objective of that peace accord was to ensure politicians that comply with the provisions of the Electoral Act in um, during the campaign season, and as you're aware, the campaign season, the campaign period will end for the mm-hmm. presidential elections on the on the twenty fourth, I mm-hmm. think, or twenty third, twenty third February, uh-huh, okay. two days before the election. Mm-hmm. So the idea was they comply during that period, and then of course, um, uh, then uh, the, another piece of court will be signed on the eighteenth for um, this, this time around to ensure that uh, whatever the outcome of the elections is, the politicians. You know, accept it in good faith, and that we don't see a, uh, any post-election violence. Now, um, to that, to that. Hello. Uh, we will again try to reconnect with Kabiru Adamu, our security expert there, talking to us on the need to uh, maintain peace even as we enter the elections. But you can be part of the conversation. All you need to do is dial the number 0818-4270-287 or 0818-4270-265. 0818-4270-287 or 0818-4270-265. Those are the numbers to dial to be part of the conversation. Do not forget that... Uh, the topic of our discussion this lovely afternoon is election security. How really can we maintain security during and even after the election? Yes, sir. You are on it. Thoughts just before. Yeah, I was saying that the accord is um, is moral situation, but our development partners have come in. Um, so countries like the U.S. Uh, European partners have also come in to say anyone, any politician who is seen violating the act. The, the provisions of um, that moral situation will be denied visa. So giving it some 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 thought as it as it were. Um, and so we're hoping that that and then of course the element within the moral situation component mm. of it would help uh, the politicians to comply with the provisions of, of um, the, the accord. Like I said, the second version of the accord will be signed on the 18th and Nigerians would know a little bit more at that time of what the content of um, that would be. But the first one was just for the campaign, and the second one um, would be for um, the uh, election, the, the, the outcome of the election. Okay. Um, you recall that in the 2015 election, it was the unanimous um, action of one leader that reduced the potential for, for violence. And so we're hoping that acts like um, the, the, the peace accord and yeah. some other components would also help help through a peaceful transition come uh, uh, February 25th and March 11th. Interesting. I know you have a meeting slated for 2.30, uh, but just before you go, what, what would you say is the level of partnership between uh, security agencies and INEC? 
Um, I would say the fact that the ad hoc committee, this interagency consultative committee on election security has been set up. The fact that this um, committee has been functional, it was set up around 2012, if I remember well, and it's been functional till date. I also know that at the federal level, that committee is meeting, uh, con- you know, almost on a, um, consistently anyway. Um, so that, that tells me that the partnership is quite, quite well. However, I must say this, uh, with all sense of responsibility, we're still suffering from the legacy of our military rule. Mm. And that means it's very difficult for a civilian um, you know, organization like INEC to have um, enormous control over the security organization. Um, and so, yes, INEC is the convener, as it were, of that committee, okay. co-chairing the committee, but there is an extent, a limit to which it can influence the activities of that committee. So as an example, INEC will conduct its risk assessment. INEC has adopted, um, you know, modern tools for risk assessment. It has what is called FMAT. FMAT stands for Election Violence okay. Mitigation Tool. It conducts an assessment and it shares that assessment with security agencies. So it cannot influence their deployment. Mm. Think, think, think about it. INEC would know, for instance, that the potential for danger in a particular place is high. Or it cannot direct the security organizations to deploy to that location. They can only provide them that information. And if they decide to deploy, fine. If they don't, okay. there's really nothing we can do. And this is the legacy of our um, military troops. I'm hoping that going forward, mm. uh, perhaps either by INEC enhancing its capacity for risk management. So maybe imagine its security department with its risk management unit. Okay. Um, it has the Electoral um, Institute, TEI. Okay. It has that or a change in the Electoral Act to allow INEC some levels of control over the deployment potential of um, these security organizations. But other than that, I think the relationship is excellent. Interesting. Uh, now, any advice uh, to our security agencies, even as we head on to the presidential election 11 days away? Uh, the major advice, really, is about um, knowing, knowing that they are um, instruments of the state and they should remain non-partisan. Uh, one of the triggers of electoral violence in the past is the perception, and I use the word carefully here, perception of partisanship. So anything that would indicate they are partisan is likely to trigger violence. More importantly, the, apart from the perception, the reality too speaks that they should not be partisan, and that means they should play their role like this um, instrument of the state that they are in a neutral manner to okay. provide the atmosphere uh, free for free, fair and credible elections. It will help them in the long run because they are also beneficiaries of, of a, a government that enjoys the will and support of the people. Okay, interesting indeed. We must thank you, Kabira Adamu, PhD, a security expert with Beacon Consultant. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. Like we told you, you can be part of the conversation. Of course, our second guest is also here in the studio in a bit. Uh, we will be welcoming him. The numbers again is 0818-4270-287 or 0818-4270-265. Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Great to have you. Let's meet you. Thank you. It's great to be with you. I am William Sekago. I'm telling you from Lagos. All right, Ty, we'll talk to us. Um, I think uh, Kabiru has really done a good job of this particular issue at hand. You know, if in an election, the, the military, the police, 
sure sign of neutrality. It will go a long way in assuaging the minds of the voters. But in a situation whereby you, you have the perception that the uniformed authorities are leaning to one side, definitely it's a recipe for violence. When, when policemen are being pushed to a place, and they are going with the mindset of how much they are going to make from the election. Mm. That election already is in trouble. If the police are going there with the mindset, I am going, I must make this amount of money. There's a whole lot. They are seeing it as a booty, as a money party. Then there's a big problem. Okay. Yeah. So if they could be made to understand that they are going to offer service to the fatherland. Mm, okay. I think all of us will be better for it. Thank you very much. All right, we must thank you. And like I told you, we also have uh, our second guest in the studio here. I'm talking about Lushala Odumosu, Director of Public Relations, Nigerian Security and Civil Defense Corps, NSCDC. Great to have you indeed. Very good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Okay, from our last caller, he did say something, that some security agents can be partisan during election, taking sides, and you know what happens after that. What would you say? Yes, sir. Well, uh, I don't think um, that can happen in this uh, climb. Okay. Because uh, um, for now, security agencies know better, you know, and um, we are very critical about the role we play, you know, during this election period. For us in NSCDC, um, we are professional, we are political, and um, this is something that um, has been cascaded down, you know, um, to the various, you know, level of, you know, of the of this agency. So it's a very serious, okay. you know, business this time around, and um, you can't afford to support any political party. We belong to every government of the day. You know, we work for the people. You know, and then definitely we can't be. Uh, political. We can't, mm. we can't be partisan. Okay, interesting indeed. Now, how many personnel is NSCDC deploying for the presidential elections? Well, uh, we are deploying massively okay. uh, because, uh, you know, we're having um, the election is coming in two parts. You know, we're going to have the presidential and the senatorial and all of that in, yes. um, uh, come um, February 25th mm-hmm. and thereafter March 11. So, um, Generally, across the country, we'll be deploying nothing less than a by 100,000. Okay. Uh, because uh, don't forget, uh, we also have the, uh, apart from the regular officers, mm. we have the volunteer you know, staff. And uh, training has been ongoing, you know, uh, before now. Okay. Because we understand that, you know, this election, we have to give it all it takes mm. to make it work to make it violent free, to make it credible okay. and all inclusive. So uh, we'll be deploying our men and personnel okay. to different crannies, you know, of the state. Mm. And uh, another point that we must note, uh, one of the reasons why we're deploying that much, because people might be wondering why, uh, you know, it's not a war situation, why do you have to deploy that yeah. much? But you know, the truth is, um, NSCDC is the lead agency in the protection of critical national assets and infrastructure. Okay. And you know, uh, events of this nature 
when attentions are focused on a particular, uh, you know, activities, mm. there are some miscreants and so those uh, elements who take advantage of the situation to vandalize critical national assets and mm. infrastructure of mm. government. So, uh, majority, apart from those that will be deploying for uh, election security, monitoring, and you know, and all of that, we're going to have a lot of our men you know, deployed to protect critical national assets at this point in time. So it's all hands are going to be on deck and um, the Commandant General Nigeria Security and Civil Defence Corps yeah. Dr. Hamid Abubakar Haudi has um, given you know, the directive to all the state commandants. So um, Let me just butt in here. Uh, how about on vote buying? Because it's something that is evident in quite a number of elections that we've witnessed. Even Yaga has reported that. Well, um, it's unfortunate how um, uh, where we found ourselves, mm. because um, in um, a, a democracy of um, you know this nature, I think we should have gone beyond that you know level okay. where uh, as citizens, as individuals, we sell our conscience. You know, uh, a lot of work needs to be done in okay. terms of orientation of the people. Mm. You know, they need to know. You know that their votes must actually count. Um, a lot of people sit back, you know, in their homes, in the comfort of their houses. They complain about the uh, ineptitude of government. They complain about, you know, government, you know, not providing ABC. Government not making life easy. But they are forgotten that democracy is all about the people. is 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 a game of numbers. It's it's. Is a participatory government mm. where you, as a citizen, you are expected to contribute to your quota. Everybody cannot um, be an aspirant. Okay. Anybody, not everybody can can you know come out for yeah. elected positions. But you and I can play our own part, of course, by ensuring that we monitor the in the political setting mm. and that we are able to um, vote the right people who could make life better. Because I don't see reasons why you complain that, okay, government A did not do well. And, okay, now you have an opportunity mm. to do the right thing. You have an opportunity to um, to lend your own hand, you know, to your own support. So there'd be a form of arrest if uh, we find cases as such. Definitely, most okay. definitely. Like the previous elections in Ekiti and Oshun, there were incidences of um, vote buying and uh, people were arrested. You know, the beauty of this whole thing is that, one, um, we are working together mm. with other security agencies. Mm. This time around, uh, I must tell you that the level of collaboration and um, synergy between the various security agencies of government mm. that are going to be deployed for this election is unprecedented. Okay. You know, um, there is harmony. You know, everybody, we're all on the same page. You know, the IGP is working alongside with other, you know, heads of agencies. And, you know, we, we, we know that this is a critical assignment that okay. must be successful. So, on that day, you know, all over the country, we're going to have officers and men, you know, deployed at polling units, at polling stations, at mm. different levels. And don't think that when you see officers on uniform, it therefore means that is how you get we have a lot of uh, officers that are going to be operating undercover. Okay. So we're going to be employing the both overt and 
you know, covert, you know, style okay. of operation. So while you see men on uniform, there are other people that you see with you, probably even on the on the queue, mm. that you think they are voters. But mark you, they're security personnel. So any attempt for anyone to think you're smart, yeah. security agencies are on ground. I will tell you we're smarter. Mm. So, um, you know, there's... Uh, interagency consultative, uh, uh, you know, uh, committee on election mm. security okay. is is a multi-agency, you know, um, you know, platform okay. where every uh, security agencies we we, we that, that's where we is a platform to to synergize, to strategize, and to work on modalities for this election. So okay. you will see a different thing this time Interesting. around, and, and I can tell you that. Uh, we are ready. In NSCDC, for instance, mm. from the all over the states, mm-hmm. trainings have, have, have been invested in, you know, massively. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, even not only at the state level, at the divisional level, um, there's even uh, the training, the trainers, okay. you know, so where uh, the, the whole thing is cascaded down. So nobody is left out. And of course, the, what's it called? You have to uh, get yourself acquainted okay. you know, with, with the, the, the electoral law okay. and all of that. So we are good to go. All right. Let's welcome some calls about this time. Remember the numbers to dial still remain 0818-4270-287 or 0818-4270-265. Or better still, you can dial this other number 90 Zero nine zero six thousand seventy forty five or zero eight one eight four two seven zero two eight seven. That is zero eight one eight four two seven zero two eight seven or zero eight one eight four two seven zero two six five zero eight one eight four two seven zero two six five. All right, we have a caller here. Hello, good afternoon. Hello. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon, great to have you. Let's meet you. Yeah, my name is Aziz. I'm calling from Abel Kuta. Aziz, talk to us. How is Abel Kuta? Yeah. Uh, Abel Kuta is calm, very sunny. Okay, talk to uh, us. We're in Nigeria together. <laughs> talk to us. Yeah, I just want to say a big thank you to your guests in the studio. Uh, he, has, he has indeed uh, proved himself to be to be worthy of the job he's been doing. So I want to say thank you to him. All right. Uh, it's very, very difficult these days to to have uh, a spokesperson of an agency come to the radio station and speak eloquently the way he has done. And I I want to believe everything he has said. To not just be the talk. I want to believe they are going to carry out everything they have said. Okay. We are citizens. I'm going to stop be talking for myself. Definitely, I know a lot of people are getting more knowledgeable about Enlightened. the mm. fact that you cannot you cannot continue to sell your vote. Okay. Like I said, we are in Nigeria together. We see what is happening, and this cannot just continue. All right. So. Thank you very much. We sir. must thank you, our good friend from Abel Kuta. 0818 
or 0818-4270265. Or better still, you can dial this other line, which is 0906-107045. And here we go with our next caller. Hello, good afternoon. Hello, good afternoon. This will be calling from Ikeja. All right, talk to us. Yeah, uh, I listened to what uh, the, 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 my brother in the studio said. Uh, is this, are they good? Do they have coverage the whole Nigeria, even in the rural areas? Okay. We have enough personnel to, you know, to enforce all this and they want to do. That's my question. All right, thank you. Quickly. Yes, thank you very much. <clears throat> the Nigeria Security and Civil Defense Corps, for instance, we were in all the 774 local governments of the country. Hmm. Um, we have state command, we have um, divisional command, we have aerial commands, we have uh, units and sects and all of that. So uh, we are everywhere. And one of the comparative advantage that we have as NSCDC is the fact that we don't live in the barracks. You know, we, we live amongst the people, we wine and dine with the people, so it is easier for us um, to drive um, security operations because uh, by so doing, we have easy access to information. So we are we are operating at the grassroots at every level. Okay. Um, like I said earlier, the training as, uh, is all-encompassing. You know, uh, every member of the core as I speak with you, uh, is either trained already mm. or undergoing one or is a mark for one. So definitely, uh, it is something that um, we hold so dear. The Commandant General, you know, of NSCDC, Dr. Ahmed Abaka Howdy, you know, you know, being a security expert himself, you know, he understands what it takes, you know, to make uh, things work and to drive, you know, an organization okay. like NSCDC. You know, we he recently summoned all the state commandants, you know, to Abuja and give them standing order on his expectation, you know, uh, in this election. Let's take this last call. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. Great to have you. Let's meet you. Yeah, I'm in Bako. This is Kyo. Your name is? Kyo, Kyo, Ibako. And where are you calling us from? Ibako. Okay, talk to us. In fact, the 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 the, the, the talks that during elections, the talk the, the talks are much in rural area. You must believe me. I came from a city state. They are much in rural area than these urban citizens. Can you understand what I'm saying? Please make make sure you try your effort. They do kill in the city state in. All those police units, they will they will hold them cut last because they knew that uh, if you shoot some people, the the something will not enter. They will use cutlass. They hold cutlass, sharp ones. So you better you please help us to reach all those sites. We must thank you, our good friend there. The use of talks for elections, as we have three minutes left to wrap up the show. Well, um, on that, um, the use of talks and. Um, you know, for those who are thinking that they will perpetrate uh, violence during this election, mm. I must tell them that um, I think they better have a rethink. Okay. Because, um, like I said, the synergy, the collaboration mm. um, is unprecedented. So it, there's no, there's no, uh, the security agencies are not singing discordant tunes at okay. this point in time. So we are ready for them. And how is the partnership with INEC? It's very, very solid. Okay. INEC has been there for the security agencies. Um, a lot of trainings has also been conducted, okay. you know, in this regard. And, you know, uh, 
the security agencies, they're very, very critical. So we are, we're a major stakeholder, and the INEC, um, they're doing what they should do to ensure that election is free and fair. So um, nobody is above the law, I must tell you, no matter how highly or lowly placed you are. Once you don't play by the rules, once you don't play by the by, by the set rules, mm. definitely you, you have yourself to blame. Okay. You know, the, the laws are very straightforward. The constitutional uh, rights of every individual, you know, is, is, is clear. And uh, just as much as we try as much as possible to tell people mm. uh, that to, to do the right thing, uh, be a good Nigerian, don't, you know, don't, um, don't go above the law. Okay. If you do so, the law will catch up with you. And yes, we're going to deal with you decisively. So anybody who thinks that this time around uh, they're going to have uh, heydays, no, I don't think so. And okay. for the lady who called that um, um, talks are going to be uh, at the... Um, take it, take it. Not rural areas, rural areas mm. generally. I want to let you know that strategies are in place um, to curtail all that. We've done a security threat assessment, okay. and um, we've identified black spots. Uh, you know, the security is not going to be on election day alone. Mm. It's going to be before. Like, even as we speak, mm. there are men on ground who are, you know, conducting covert operations. Okay. Who are, you know, the, that's I'm talking about those in the intelligence department. Mm. You know, those ones already. The, your work has started. It's not, okay. it's not a thing of, uh, we, we don't have to wait for election day. Okay. Their work has already started, and we are getting feelers. The whole, the whole idea is to be able to identify those uh, notorious areas where we know that deployments can, can fit. Okay. You know, and uh, whatever measure they mm. bring, I think we're equal to the task. How do we begin to thank you, Olushola Odumosu, Director of Public Relations, Nigerian Security and Civil Defense Corps, NSCDC. We really thank you. Thank you for very much for having me. Thank you indeed. Now, remember that Yaga Africa will be observing the 2023 presidential elections by deploying the parallel vote stabilization PVT methodology, which uses statistics and information and communication technology, ICT, to provide systematic data on the quality of election day processes, while also verifying the accuracy of the official results. WTVR will be live on Raypower stations nationwide every Tuesday at 2 p.m. as a platform for citizens' engagement on the elections with interesting guests and conversations on the elections. The show will be nothing without you, our dear listener, all across Nigeria. So Yaga Africa invites you to stay tuned as we work together to promote credible elections in the state. Now, WTVR is brought to you by Yaga Africa and her partners, NDI, USAID, and UKAID. Now, remember that, that you can indeed follow us on www.watchingthevote.org. On Facebook, it's www.facebook.com slash Yaga. Twitter handle is at Yaga. Yaga is spelled Y-I-A-G-A. And WhatsApp and text messages is on 90 7744 We sincerely appreciate our guest in the studio here talking about uh, Lucia Laudumo, so Director of Public Relations, Nigerian Security and Civil Defense Corps, NSCDC. Thank you so much. Thank you so very much. I really appreciate you having me here. Thank you. All right, until we come your way, same time next week. My name is Oche Otene. Please take care of yourself. <laughs>